Greetings, comrades, and welcome to How the Left Was Won. My name is Mike. I'm Jake. And this is a Marxist-Leninist podcast all about fascism and how to fight it. It has been a long time. Years have passed. It's been 84 years. <laughs> um, yeah, because we're not full-time professional podcasters, we both have full-time jobs, things get busy, and uh, yeah, we haven't done this in a while. And also, I, I really should change uh, the fact that it says that this is a weekly podcast on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it's not even bi-weekly. <laughs> also, I just want to point out with... Um, with the whole Apple Podcast thing, with signing into that, I realized that uh, with a previous job I had with a development, like I had a, there, like I have an account in like the like I'm still like connected to that company's like like App Store like page for like uploading stuff, and I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> I mean, it's been like that for years, and I don't know like and. It has never come up, but it's just one of those things where last time I, like, when I was setting this up for the first time, I noticed that, and I was like, well, that's awkward, but I don't know what to do about this, and I'm not going to call them to be like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. B bit of a whoopsie-daisy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that was weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh Jake just pulled his microphone, I, uh, I was trying arm. to pull it closer, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, he just pulled it out of... Out of the uh, stand that is uh, on the table. Bit too far. <laughs> so anyway, um, how have things been in your life, Jake? What's been going on with you? Not much. Uh, yeah. Uh, my birthday's in a few days. Yep. Uh, yeah, me and my brother were going to go to go out to a restaurant with uh, you and your family. Yep, uh, that is the plan. It'll be great. Uh, the waiters there are all really cool people. All right, so nice. I'm hoping we end up. I've never actually been to this restaurant that we're going to. I've I've ordered delivery from there, but I've never actually been. It's pretty good, uh, so long as you know what you're getting going in, or at least have somebody who can help you. Uh, I love the food there. Uh, it's just some of it is really miss. Yeah. Anyway, for me, um, the Talos Principle Two came out recently, and Woo! it's been great. Uh, the the sequel to the acclaimed philosophical puzzle game which is uh, great. Although, I bought it on PC, and it kept turning off my computer. As in, uh, like, not blue screening, not crashed desktop, just my computer would just shut off. Like, you'd flip a switch. Yeah. I have no idea what caused it, I had no idea how to fix it, so I just bought it on PS5 instead. That that sounds like a pretty severe coding error. Yeah, well, I think it might, I, it might not be the developer's problem. It might not be their fault. I heard something about maybe it being a problem with NVIDIA drivers. Oh. I'm not huh. sure. I don't know. I just knew that I couldn't play it for very long uh, before that happened, so I bought it on PS5 instead, and I had to replay a decent portion of the game, but whatever. Fair. Anyway. I mean, better to get that out of the way. Yeah. Anyway, that's been good. <laughs> I've also been watching Breaking Bad with my brother. Surprisingly, I have not seen Breaking Bad before. I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but uh, my brother has like been going on about how he's watch been watching Better Call Saul and how much he loves it. I'm like, I and I said, hey, can I should we watch Breaking Bad together? Because he was like talking about wanting to rewatch it. I'm like, hey, I'll watch it for the first time with you, and it is so far very, very good. Oh yeah, it's a very good show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also was talking about to my brother about potentially watching The Wire, which is another show which I hear is very, very good. Oh, yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. Every time I hear about The Wire, 
Um, it's it's always in the context of you should watch The Wire. Yeah, like someone like berating someone else for not having watched The Wire. For example, like a, a podcast I listen to, one of the ho- a recurring joke is just one of the hosts constantly telling the other host that he should watch The Wire. Uh, a podcast I listen to frequently has a guest uh, who has a The Wire podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's like The Wire fans sound a lot like JoJo fans in that they won't shut up about it, and I appreciate that. Even yeah, though, that's dedication. Yeah, even though I understand that's annoying, I understand what it's like to be one of those people, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you want to know what me and your brother have been doing recently? What? Uh, we've been watching fucking Sword Art Online. To oh yeah, he was it. telling me about that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because it's so terrible. Yeah, uh, I think you and I watched like an episode or two of Sword Art Online abridged. I think we did, yes. Yeah, which I, I keep meaning to watch more of that. Uh, same, because I've seen people just randomly in the wild now quoting it, and I'm like, man, I... I need to, like, actually watch that, huh? How many of you have seen Tron? Really? None of you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, now to get on to the topic of what we're talking about today. We've been talking about, well, I mean, we we were, and then we stopped for a while. We were talking about mostly Mussolini and fascism in Italy, but with current events, we're going to talk about something else. Speaking of current events, a lot of stuff has happened since the last time we talked. Yeah, it, this would be like taking a month off and then Russia invades Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I can't even remember all the stuff that happened since the last time we did this. Uh, a lot of bombings, I hear. You know, I mean, the big one is the whole Israel-Palestine conflict wrapping, uh, ramping up, uh, which is going to be the main focus of what we're talking about, or at least related to what we're talking about. Indeed. Um, Another thing that came out, which I talked to you about like about a week ago, I was texting you about you texting to you about it, uh, was uh, and this I didn't realize came out like months ago was a uh, project twenty twenty five, which is oh, basically yes. the Heritage Foundation's uh, plan for what they'll do if Trump gets reelected, which is basically just um, dictatorship. Yeah, just yeah, pretty openly. Yeah, and it's just like ooh. Not even the illusion of bourgeois democracy. Yeah, it's just one of those things where... It's just like... This comes from the people who claim that they love freedom so much. Yeah. It's always so fucking irritating. But, you know, it's in their heritage. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate the Heritage Foundation. I think I was texting you with you a while back about how I learned that the Heritage Foundation might just be run by the CIA. Uh, I would absolutely 100% believe it. I believe everything is a psyop. Let's be real clear here. Everything is, in fact, a psyop. Fucking Barbenheimer? That was a psyop. <laughs> uh, other things. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, back on just the things that we have been doing. <laughs> oh, We're yeah. good at this. Um, I saw, we have trains of thought. Uh, well, first of all, both of us saw Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, uh, more recently, I saw, with my co-workers from work, uh, we went and saw Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh. Which was very good. Nice. Yeah. I've heard that was good. I don't know what it's about, actually. It just kept getting more and more fucked up as time went on. All right, th- I'll, I'll note that down as the summary for, like, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, just the way that it ends, it's just like, it's just like, yeah, that's upsetting. But also, it's just kind of, like... 
how it ends, like, like it kind of does a where are they now segment at the very end, even though this happened, like, fucking forever ago. And that's upsetting, but that part was upsetting, but, like, the moment that, like, right before that, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, you got fucked. <laughs> it's, uh, but it was good. It was good. Oh, I got a tattoo. That happened. Oh, yeah, you, uh, taught, yeah, uh, the, uh, symbol from Disco Elysium, which yeah. I feel like comes up more often than not. Oh, there's still, like, uh, some, uh, inflammation around No, it. no, that's color. Oh, that's, that's color? Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Not inflammation. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, and I got a shirt with that symbol on it. Yeah, the, uh, you're wearing it right yeah, now. Inverted star with uh, antlers. Yep. That's uh, the symbol. Again, Disco Elysium is required. Uh, required leftist reading. Yes, for for this podcast. Let's be real, it is reading. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the actual topic of discussion, which is Zionism. And before we get started, I want to make, we both of us want to make perfectly clear that when we talk about zionism we don't mean jewish people as a whole we don't even necessarily mean all israeli citizens citizens we want to be perfectly clear we are talking about an extremist ideology uh that is like is based around like you know heavily jewish people but in the same way that not that not all white people are white nationalists. Not all Jewish people are Zionists. Exactly. Yeah. And we also want to make sure that we're separating anti-Zionism from anti-Semitism. Because one thing that's been, that I've been seeing quite a lot, which is not very surprising but is very upsetting, is uh, anti-Semites hiding their anti-Semitism behind uh, a veneer of anti-Zionism. Like, uh, one notable example is Stu Peters, who is also a flat earther, by the way. Oh, good. Um, he, like, he, like, retweets, like, Stone Toss comics, but then he also, like, is trying to hide his anti-Semitism about, like, like, he pretends to care about Palestinians, which he doesn't. Of course. Yeah, just, like, to be perfectly clear, there's a lot of people who are pretending to care about Palestinians in the, in the service of hating Jewish people, but rest assured, if they were to get rid of Jewish people, Palestinian people, like, uh, or Muslim people would be next. Yeah, just Arab people as a whole. Yeah, not, not even necessarily Muslim, just Arab, because, yeah. yeah, Arab is a wider group. But yeah, you get the idea. So we want to make perfectly clear, fuck anti-Semitism, fuck anti-Semites, we are not talking about Jewish people. We are talking about Zionists, and not and also not all Jewish people are Zionists, and not all Zionists are Jewish people. There's plenty, like especially Christian Zionists. Yeah. But but also <laughs> they don't care about Jewish people. They care they about don't. trying to fulfill. They care prof- about the rapture. Yeah, they're trying to fulfill prophecies to to bring about the rapture. Which I remember when. There was a couple moments during Trump's presidency where I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, we're getting <laughs> where, close to that. Yeah, where, um, yeah, the first was, like, him moving the, uh, the embassy to Jerusalem. And then the second one was when he looked up in the sky and said, I'm the chosen one. And I was just like, hold on, let me, let me double check the Bible. I think, I think we're supposed to be watching out for people like this. Let me run some calculations here. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I gotta go through the Bible again. There's a great article by this guy benjamin corley i say article i think it's more of a blog post um benjamin corley who uh i think it's entitled something like can american evangelicals spot the antichrist 
And it's all about, like, going through and taking every single description of the Antichrist in the Bible and being like, hey, here's how Trump fits this description. Yeah. And some of them are absolutely a big reach, but others were just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Getting a bit close there. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, we, like, we obviously, like we've mentioned before, we both grew up Catholic. You're an atheist now. I'm kind of weird about it. I Like, I was talking to my brother about this recently. Like, I'm, like, I think I'm, like, a deist. That that's fair. Yeah, I'm just like I I've come to the point where it's just like I don't care to think about it anymore. It's just like it's it every time I think about it I'm just like uh so yeah. I I've decided I don't want to think about it anymore. But like us like growing up Catholic, I'm pretty sure these prophecies aren't a thing in Catholicism. Um yeah, or at the very least they're not taken like super literally. Yeah. It's not like Oh yeah, this is definitely when the world's gonna end, guys. Because what's funny is at the start of the church, they were saying, like, they were doing like, oh, the world's gonna end in 2000, the world's gonna end in 2012. They were doing that all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, it, it's very funny. Like, Christians back in the day, back in the day, uh, two fucking millennia ago, really thought the world was gonna end soon it was gonna be like tomorrow i mean that was kind of the like the apostle thought jesus was gonna come back in their time yeah yeah but um oh yeah oh god what was i was gonna mention something about the church and i can't remember what it was ah that's gonna annoy me now what was it sorry uh it like it was something i was going to mention about uh about, like, the prophecies not being a thing in Catholicism. Oh, yeah, uh, it had to do with the prophecies more. Um, one thing that, like, one of the prophecies, or, like, one of the parts of the prophecy that needs to be fulfilled, which probably will never be fulfilled, is the uh, the temple needs to be rebuilt. Like, the temple, the capital T temple Yeah. in Jerusalem. It's, it'll probably never be rebuilt because um, apparently there's, like, a lot of logistical issues with that just like it needs to be built in a specific location which has to do with uh like it has to do with like where abraham w like was going to sacrifice isaac before he got stopped yeah um which and uh to locate like determine that location you need at least one prophet apparently last time they had three prophets doing it yeah, just we had a few prophets laying around. Yeah, so. it, yeah. When was the last time you you heard about a prophet walking around? You didn't. They were unemployed, so we gave them a <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, prophets are kind of in short supply right now. Yeah, unless you're a Mormon. Yeah, true. <laughs> because Mormons. Thank God for that. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, the temple probably won't be rebuilt. Also, there's like issues with like who would like be the clergy in the temple i i don't know i don't remember all the details i just know it's like it's probably not going to happen so that's interesting stuff to know <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it turns out old religions have wacky rules man boy do they yes uh also speaking of religion on a more positive note and particularly the catholic church did i text this to you um uh the pope the pope uh is oh yeah about pretty decent about transgender yeah, people they, they can, can be get... baptized and can be godparents which is better than saying that they should die yeah a <laughs> uh, big margin. step forward in yeah. terms of i mean i mean the catholic church yeah. attitude probably is still not it's still far from amazing but that is far from the worst it yeah can be. so it, it's clear there's a sort of like liberal faction in the church that uh, is in power right now with Francis. Well, I, I mean, uh, Francis is the first Jesuit pope. Yeah, and, and the, the Jesuits... Jesuits... The Jesuits are um, pretty liberal as far as, like, Catholic 
groups go. Yeah, they're a bit of oddballs because they often come into conflict with, like, the countries. Yeah, I I think that, like, the other major group is called the Opus Dei, I I think. I can't remember, and they're, like, super ultra-conservative. And like when when Pope when Francis became Pope, they were just like the Jesuits are taking over the church. And it's like motherfuckers, you've been you've been in charge of the church for centuries now. What are you complaining about? Yeah. This is the first Jesuit Pope. The, you sorry, you're being challenged for once in your goddamn lives. Yeah, he's he's the only one of these guys. They're not taking over. Calm the fuck down. Also, to be clear, Pope Francis definitely has problems. It's just cool that he did this thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's of course. He's, it's he's the a Catholic, pope. Yeah, he's, it's, he's the head of the Catholic Church. The Catholic yeah. Church is one of the most orga- like most corrupt organizations on the planet. And even when I was like more devout, I was still just like, yeah, this is still one of the most corrupt organizations yeah. on the planet. You have to be willing to be critical of the groups that you're part of. Yeah, when I was on my path to atheism, uh, at some point I was just like, I'm going to keep believing in what the church taught me, but I, I don't think I'm going to keep believing in the church. Yeah, like I have a friend who um, who is who is Jewish and is a uh, who is uh, he recently proposed to his girlfriend who is a non-denominational Christian. Apparently, her family was Catholic, and then they left the Catholic Church because good like, move. Uh, I think it was just had to do with like so, like the like that particular church that they went to. Like someone like the priest stole like money from like someone's like wedding fund or some shit. I don't remember the details, but they decided to leave and become non-denominational. I see. But um, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm happy good, for them. Good for him and her. Yeah. But uh, aside from that, let's get into the topic. We've already re- been recording for over 17 minutes. Oh, so good. We're professionals. I'm not editing this because it's Sunday and I have to work tomorrow. So, whoops. Speaking of work, I don't have to work weekends anymore, and this uh, has been a long weekend because Veterans Day. I didn't get Veterans Day. <laughs> well, I mean, yesterday was Veterans Day. Say, so did you have to work yesterday? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I meant a lot of people got, like, Friday off. Okay, I got, uh... For a so, lot of people. Some, like, coworkers had to work Friday, but I imagine they just had to work a half day, just, like, keep, like, do some upkeep and then go home. I got Friday off, and also yesterday off. Yeah. So I think we're done working weekends. I did have cool. a very easy Friday, but I, sh- I won't go too much into that, uh, just because... 17 minutes in. Anyway, ADHD brain, let's, let's talk about the topic. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to briefly summarize Zionism as an ideology in order to help people sort of understand uh, its roots and its aims. Because we shouldn't mistake the fact that there is currently a country, supposedly, called Israel, as them having achieved all of their aims. Uh, That would be very much a mistake. Zionism uh, originated in the 19th century. Uh, It was, from the very start, it was a colonial project. Uh, European Jews wanted to return to the land known as Palestine uh, to colonize it. And to prove my point there, I have a quote from Theodore Herzl, uh, which is, uh, excuse me, philanthropic colonization is a failure. National colonization will succeed. Well, I mean, I, I don't feel like there is such a thing as philanthropic there colonization. Isn't. <laughs> there isn't, but he thought there was, and he also thought, no, that's bad, so we're going to just 
Yeah, do the the national doing it doing it nicely is bad it doesn't work so we're gonna be dicks about it instead yeah uh from the beginning it was also uh, so so when when did he say that when it was like what about this guy live uh he i don't believe he uh lived to see the establishment of israel itself but uh i'll fact check that real quick actually because <laughs> i'm not positive uh, yeah, he died in 1904. Okay. So this was very early on during the movement, but he was sort of one of the leading figures in shaping Zionism as an ideology. Okay. Uh, very influential. You can still find a lot of quotes of his. Uh, and some of them, if you didn't know who he was, might sound good, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. One of those guys who was just like, hey, most of this guy's ideas are great. Oh, here's a really, really bad idea he had. Yeah. Uh, which, good ideas were kind of few in Zionism, I'm just saying. But uh, in order to understand Zionism as an ideology, you must also understand that there are different wings to it. Of course. Uh, briefly, there's the wing of Zionism that wants to kill every Palestinian. This is generally considered right-wing Zionism. <laughs> Uh, there's, and then there's the more liberal Zionism, uh, which is, no, we should have peace. We should establish peace. We don't want any more war with the Palestinians, uh, because we don't want them here. If we actually like reconquer the rest of, uh, Palestine or not reconquer, conquer the rest of Palestine, uh, we're going to have more Palestinians living here. We don't really want that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the other, which is, uh, yeah, just take the rest of Palestine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that second one with like the, like, obviously the, like their solution is to force them out. Um, I, I remember seeing like a tweet on Twitter and like lots of, like I've been seeing, like, obviously I've been interacting with this. I am terminally online especially on Twitter. True. But I remember, like, seeing someone say, it's just like, we're, no, we're not going to, we're not doing a genocide. We want to uh, kick them out. And I'm just, genocide. to which I, respond, I responded with, forced mass relocation is ethnic cleansing. Ethnic cleansing is genocide. Clapping yeah. emoji between every word. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, that is actually a form of genocide. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. If you're forcing a group of people out of an area, a large group of people out of an area based on their their ethnic ethnicity or race, that is ethnic cleansing, and ethnic cleansing is genocide. Forced mass relocation always results in lots of deaths. Always. Every yep. time. Trail of tears, baby! Yeah, that's the most obvious example. Uh, the other example, I think I've mentioned in a previous po uh, episode of the podcast, um, in passing, Operation Wet... And I'm not finishing that word because you know what yep. it is. Yep. And uh, in the 50s, we kicked out a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Americans of Mexican. Oh, lots of Mexican Americans. Uh, yeah, Mexican immigrants and also just American citizens of Mexican descent, as in actual Americans. And a lot of them died because we sent them to Mexico where they had nothing, and it was like like very hot and they died because they didn't have access to water because they had fucking nothing because they lived in america let's go i love forced relocation yes yeah so if you you ever hear like someone say they want to like return to like 19 like fi like return to uh a pot like the 1950s policy regarding immigration you should be fully aware that they mean they want to kick out 
any American, anyone in America of uh, Latin, uh, like, descent. Or not, yeah, Latin American, dis, like, descent at all. Because, um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what that means. Yep. Uh, well said. Uh, so you might notice one key feature about all of these. Uh, all of these ideologies want genocide. Yep. Uh, all of these wings of the Zionist ideology. You can call them sub-ideologies if you want. Doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. uh, which is why I said before, we cannot consider the Zionist ideology as being something that has been completed. They are still actively working to eradicate the Palestinian people. And this is an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. uh, to get to closer to more recent matters, I'm sure we all know uh, exactly the events leading up to the foundation of Israel in the preceding years. World War II. Yeah, a bit of a holocaust here yeah. and there. It's just weird. It's just like, hey, massive atrocity against the Jews, <laughs> followed by... Uh, not again, not all Jews, but a subset of Jews doing a very similar thing to Palestinian people. Not exactly the same, but it's getting closer in in recent months. Yep, and it's worth looking into why uh, it was decided then to uh, make the Israeli state. Yeah, I, I again, this is where my knowledge is not super great. I know there was like something called the British Mandate. And that probably just has to do with like Brit Britain doing colonialism. It does. I don't. Yeah, of course, of, co of course, it goes from one form of colonialism to another form of colonialism. Exactly. So, uh, Britain and France had like control over these areas uh, yeah. before the war. Yeah, pretty much uh, Africa and the Middle East. Yeah, they were sort of dividing it between them. Portugal was in there somewhere, but probably not in this particular area. Yeah, no, uh, Portugal. Uh, they escaped this time. This we'll get we'll get to you one day, Portugal. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but to sum it up very briefly, every power that supported the foundation of Israel uh, had a bit of a goal in mind, and it was to use Israel as the foundation of power uh, in the Middle East for uh, the West. Basically, Stalin himself actually also did want. Uh, he originally supported the Zionist project uh, because he wanted to actually limit British influence in the region. He was like, oh, yeah, we'll take away the colony and there'll be a new state there and they're not going to like Britain, probably. Did not work out. He ended up realizing that was a bad move. But uh, Stalin did support uh, Israel at its start. So fun fact there. Yay. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just like, Stalin not doing something doing something not great. Yeah. Oh man, I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, shocked. Uh, uh, Stalin. Yeah, I guess at least he eventually decided. Ah, oh, that was a bad choice. <laughs> I wish he had decided that on some other things. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have at some point, shouldn't he? Eh, it's hard to relitigate the past. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to note that. Basically, immediately, in uh, 1947, uh, there was a war. Yay! Uh, because Arab and Palestinian people were not hugely uh, comfortable with the fact that 
suddenly there was now a new country there where they had been living and they were just kind of, you know, fuck off, get out. <laughs> Next you're going to tell me that the Native Americans weren't cool with the uh, British and Spanish colonists coming to America and taking land. You'll be shocked by what I tell you. <laughs> really? Oh, no. It's not like I watched a movie about that <laughs> recently. Yep. Uh, this war is called the 1948 Palestine War, which is very creative, let me tell you. Ooh. Uh, I mean, like, how many wars have creative names, honestly? That's true. Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, the two world wars are about as creative as we get. Yeah. We we could do so much better with our creativity for wars. Uh, which is why I'm starting a new project. <laughs> Donate to my Patreon, and I'll start new wars and name them something cool. Oh, God, no. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. We can do that in EVE Online. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... This war, despite being called the 1948 Palestine War, uh, did not start in 1948 or end in 1948. It lasted from the 30th of November 1947 to the 20th of July 1949. So it's both, I mean, it did encompass the entirety of that year, but there was a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> about half a year. So the name is both not creative and it doesn't really capture the full scope of things. Uh, humans are great at naming things. Yeah. Uh, yo, that thing has eight fucking tentacles. That's an octopus. <laughs> uh, to put it lightly, Israel won. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure uh, this is shocking to everyone. Uh, there were roughly uh, 6,000 casualties on the Israeli side roughly 10,000 on uh in terms of uh soldiers yeah on the uh arab league side i believe that yes uh so that didn't turn out well uh tell me have you ever heard of something called the uh the nakba I've heard of it. I that's one of those things where it's just like I, it's come up a few times in what I've seen, but I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. So uh, this happened during the war during 1948. Uh, and is it an ethnic cleansing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. I should have guessed that. <laughs> uh, to put it bluntly, it was the uh, removal of Palestinians from Israel. Uh, if you want to go further, you could say it was rather violent. Uh, in fact, some, because of the nature of the Israeli occupation of Palestine, a lot of people would say that the Nakba is still going on today. Yeah. It's been a continuous event mm -hmm. uh, and not just like a one-off. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes without saying, uh, sucked for Palestinians. I mean, it, you, people who are subject to uh, genocide usually are not not super chill about that usually is not great for them yeah turns out turns out like turns out most people don't enjoy being murdered uh really shocking i'm i'm kind of whew, yeah. can't can't get behind that mindset mm -hmm. uh but in fact in the west bank uh currently and the gaza strip uh the vast majority of people there are descended from the survivors of the nakba mm-hmm uh, and that is, uh, not good. Yep. That's just like, to be clear, 
if you've ever heard of the concept of generational trauma, uh, this is absolutely an event that would lead to it. Mm -hmm. And they've been undergoing what you could describe as a generational trauma for, uh, this would be 80 years, roughly. Christ. So, not having a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, but that, that isn't really all, you know. It can't just end there, can it? Uh, have you heard of um, a war that happened in 1967? No. Uh, it's called the Six-Day War. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, can, I can tell how that, like, how uh, that the, probably the powers were not super balanced. No, not really. Uh, I'm actually just going to read... Well, first I'll tell you, Israel started the war. Okay. Uh, and then I'll tell you the territorial changes from the Six-Day War. Yeah, this is where I know it's just, like, where, like, the territory... Like, in the 60s, the territories were roughly yes. even. And then, like, after that, it was just like, yes. oh, no. That's, uh, that's where, like, things got real bad. During this war, uh, a massive chunk of Palestine was taken and put under the Israeli occupation. That is okay. correct. But it isn't just that, because... Israel attacked more people. Yay. Territorial changes from the Wikipedia page. Oh, no. Uh, and I find this funny because of how blunt it is. Uh, Israel captures and occupies the Golan Heights from Syria, the West Bank, including Eastern Jerusalem from Jordan, and the Gaza Strip and the Sinai Peninsula from Egypt. Oh. Yep. That was... So they, stuck, they took stuff from other countries then. Yeah, the... They just stole a bunch of land during the Six-Day War. And this has basically led to the current borders of uh, Palestine and Israel. Uh, since then, there have not been any major changes, uh, which is not good. That almost sounds like what Russia does to a lot of former Soviet bloc countries, where they just kind of take stuff and just say, hey, that's ours. Yeah, it's even worse in this case because... Cause, I don't know. Uh, Russia, they're not doing ethnic cleansing. Yeah, no, obviously. Like, Russia just kind of goes, that, that over there is ours now, and, like, Georgia will be like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There isn't, uh, gen well, not going into that right now, but they're not doing it, like, to commit genocide, whereas Zionism at its core is just a genocidal ideology. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great and fun and good. Mm -hmm. uh, like and subscribe. Uh, and this is where roughly you get the current situation, but there's still more. Oh boy. Uh, I feel like given we generally try to go for an hour, uh, how long the start went, I'm going to just condense very quickly uh, a lot of what happened. Eventually, the Netanyahu family comes to power, uh, and they are very right-wing. Yeah. I, I, so, the, my, that Jewish friend I mentioned, I have multiple Jewish friends, and I don't know all of their stances on the conflict, but this this one in particular has been is very against what Israel is doing and has like been very, very vocal in his opposition to Netanyahu. Yeah. And, and for reference, he has actually been to Israel on birthright as well. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So, which I mean, I, I'm fine with that. It, like birthright as a like on its own, I'm like, eh, whatever. You want to like a trip? I don't care. Yeah. You want you want to experience your like culture? That's okay. Whatever. I, I don't really care. And like Jewish culture is like interesting and cool. It's just like okay, if you want to just experience your culture, cool. That's that. I you, you want to just pro- go see the land? Yeah. Sure. Go see the Qumran caves. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I'm like I'm like that's fine. I I, I really don't care about that it's like you go do that that's cool yep uh and also i don't want to be like oh i can't be anti-semitic i have jewish friends that, that's not what i'm trying to get at i just wanted to bring that up as just like like someone who i know who is jewish who is not not really super Man. cool with israel i can't be racist i have an italian friend <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Netanyahu family, they come to power very right-wing in this right-wing ideology. And, you know, Palestinians are not really taking this lying down the whole time. Yes, there are, you know, Hamas starts to form. You have other liberation movements fighting for uh, a Palestinian state. However, there's also a lot of peaceful protests during this time period, uh, which I'm summarizing very, very shortly. These tend to be put down brutally. Uh, and in fact, it has been shown that the Netanyahu family uh, gave money to Hamas. Yep. They funded them because Hamas is a uh, good scapegoat. Like, yeah. oh, if there's peaceful protesters, people might start to sympathize with the Palestinians. So let's kill them. And then fund the violent opposition. And then we can, like, deal with them because we have fucking nukes from the United States. Yeah. And also, I just want to, like, now that you've brought up Hamas, I just want to make clear. We condemn Hamas. (laughs) Don't fucking ask us if we condemn Hamas because we do, assholes. Don't fucking walk up to me at the urinal and ask me if I (laughs) condemn Hamas. Yeah, that meme. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. I'm over it already. Yeah, it's just like, no matter how many times you say you you are opposed to what Hamas is doing, Zionists will always be like, but do you condemn Hamas? Yeah. Just like, or just like the uh, like the meme of like a reporter like going up to like a dead Palestinian and just be like, do, but do you condemn Hamas? Yeah. Uh, there was an Onion article. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, dead, what was it? Um... Hold Dead on. Palestinians found to have not condemned Hamas. Yeah, let, let, or I'm something look like that. Real quick. Uh, but the th- reason why I bring that up is that there was another article, like a few days later, that was like, uh, "These Palestinian refugees haven't condemned Hamas." Yeah, yeah. Here, here's the Onion uh, headline: "Dying Gazans criticized for not using last words to condemn Hamas." Fair. You know, I I would condemn them for that. Yeah, and um. And the, the thing with, like, like you mentioned, like, uh, the Netanyahu family funded Hamas. I just want to... This is one thing I actually did look up and I was actually decently knowledgeable about. about. Although, I don't know, like, fully what, like, Hamas and, like, Fatah, which is the other major political group in uh, Palestine. Yeah. I don't fully understand what all their policies are, but uh, I know that Fatah is is not as radical as Hamas. And by that, I mean they didn't launch an attack yeah. on civilians, which Hamas did do. They did do war, war crime there. Yeah. Not that Israel hasn't been for a lo- doing the same for a long time. Yeah, it is very important to note that while we do condemn Hamas, they are, like, 
fucking three guys and an AK-47, whereas Israel is getting missiles from the United States. There's a very clear power imbalance. And while we do condemn Hamas, we also can't just act like this is an equal issue. Yeah, but um, like I hate it, hate seeing people say like, oh, that they they voted for Hamas, and it's like, okay, well, the last time an election was held in Gaza was in 2006. Oh, yeah, I believe it was 2006. It was either 2006 or 2007. I, I believe it was 2006. And uh, uh, Hamas got, I believe it was 44% of the vote. And um, and Fatah got 41%. So Hamas didn't even get half the vote. And and based on like what the demographics like research I did, I couldn't get solid numbers, but I'd estimate at least two-thirds of uh, Palestinians were not eligible to vote in 2006. Uh, friendly reminder, too, just on that, half of the population of the Gaza Strip is children. Yep. That's the, one million. Yeah, so, like, yeah, based on, like, my math, like, I'd, I'd, I'd be confident in saying it's closer to, like, three-quarters were not eligible to vote in 2006. Yeah. So, and again, Fata got also got a significant portion of the vote as well. Yeah, and it's, like, can you really blame them? Like, Hamas is bad, but if I was in their position and I was being genocided, yeah, maybe I would want the fucking extremists because at least they're fucking fighting back. And it's not to say, like, oh, it's a good thing, but bad situations often lead to bad situations. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where... Um, and also, like, it, the collective guilt... Like about, yeah. it's just like, so if you're, if you're okay with blaming Hamas for like, or blaming all of P Palestinians for what Hamas is doing, then Osama bin Laden was perfectly justified in blaming all Americans for what the U S government yep. was doing. Uh, 9-11 would have just been completely yeah, justified. It's one of those yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, if you, if you're mad at Hamas for doing this, then, then it's perfectly okay for, for Osama bin Laden to have done that. Let, let's. Let's put it even clearer. If collective guilt for the actions of your military or government is a thing that should be recognized, then every country on the planet would have the right to do terrorist attacks on the United States or the United Kingdom or France, basically all across the West. Yeah, mo yeah, most yeah, lots of countries would be uh, would be would be perfectly justified in being completely destroyed. Yeah, like if that was the standard. Do you understand how fucked that would be? We that you could be, justify a nuclear bomb on the United States on uh, New York City. You could justify it for fucking London. Don't go down that path of collective guilt. Yeah. And um, and just to be fair, now that I've compared uh, like uh, Al Qaeda uh, to Israel, I'm going to now compare it to Hamas as well. It's just like uh, just in a different way. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like. We Hamas is bad. It's one of those things where it's like, I understand what their grievances are. Their grievances are justified, much in the way that Al Qaeda's grievances are justified, but their actions are not. Yes, exactly. You shouldn't kill civilians. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's just like I see people make an argument where they're like, like, are, are okay, like cool with Hamas because they're just like, like the argue is just like, well. Any violence against your oppressor is okay. 
to which I, I like I get what you're where those people are coming from, but I disagree yes. because it's like you're killing civilians. Don't kill non combatants. Even if they are like okay with your oppression, they're still non combatants. You can't don't kill them unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, like I I'm sure there are going to be times where like, oh, the non combatant found a gun. But that isn't like that's not something you should use as a standard. Yeah. And while I do believe that violence against the oppressor is generally cool, uh, not against civilians, there are probably better ways to do it. Like, I don't know, military targets. Yeah, it's, it's just like uh, I mentioned this to you like when this first started. Someone who I was following on Twitter, so I must have respected them to some extent. Um, I don't remember when I started following them. There's a lot of people on Twitter who, like, I follow who I'm just like, okay, I remember where I followed this person is because I interact with them, like, regularly. I don't know where I first interacted with this person, but they were, like, like comparing, like, what Israel was doing to Palestine to, like, what, like, it, it was, like, trying to justify, it's just like, oh, what, uh the allies did to dresden in world war ii and uh the nuclear bombing of hiroshima and nagasaki it was like those were justified because the those people chose fascism and it's like no you can't kill civilians does he not understand that those are also very contentious issues yeah it's just like and it's just like also it's just like i with the dresden thing i just feel compelled to bring this up because lots of neo-nazis like and holic and uh holocaust and i always like to bring this up oh yeah yes the bombing of dresden was bad no that does not make the nazis the good guys yeah no sorry uh one war crime doesn't justify another but also one side was doing a lot more war crimes yeah, and it, it wasn't the it wasn't the allies yeah it's like again like another example like with ukraine like there's like like lots of pro-russia people are like will point out like videos of like ukrainian soldiers doing like war crimes or like like against like Russian soldiers that they captured. I'm like, yeah, that's fucked up. No, it does not justify Russia's invasion. Yeah, but yeah, I hope I hope those guys face a military tribunal and get get sent away for a long time. Yeah. No, no invasion is still bad. <laughs> yeah, the invasion still still not good actually. Yeah. And also it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, the pe those children who got who got uh, evaporated in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Yeah, they chose fascism. They yeah. they elected their emperor. Yeah, the emperor was elected. Yeah, and he, like when I brought that up, he said, "Well, they thought he was a god." I'm like, "Well, that has to do with like political and religious indoctrination." That's like, fuck yeah. off. And also, again, these are fucking kids. Yeah, like for one thing, I don't believe belonging to a cult immediately should give you the death penalty, even if the cult does bad shit. Yeah, if you if you're involved in doing that bad shit, yeah, yeah, it's like, it, yeah, if you were like part of like Aum Shinrikyo in Japan, it's like, yeah, yeah. maybe you should be in jail. Yeah, yeah, not the kind of cult I'm talking. Yeah, about. <laughs> but there there needs to be a trial for that, especially considering civilians. This was a military action. We just dropped nukes on civilian targets. Yep. Uh, when we didn't have to, fun fact, the YouTuber Sean has a great video about this. It's two hours long. Watch it your next movie night with your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, like multiple conflicting ideas. It's like, oh, Japan wouldn't have surrendered. Oh, they were about to surrender. And, and it's one of those things, I have not done enough research to come to a definitive conclusion. I feel like we, America should have probably, like, exhausted a few more options before they went literally nuclear. <laughs> The the big sticking point was just that Japan wanted to 
keep the em- they didn't want an unconditional surrender because they wanted to keep the emperor whereas the united states wanted an unconditional surrender after dropping the nukes uh, the nukes the japanese unconditionally surrendered and then we let them keep the emperor anyway <laughs> yeah but that, uh, that's the long he, and short of it but he did like have a lot less power afterwards yeah He's, he's more like the, the... But that's what that's all they wanted. They didn't care if he still had power. They just wanted him to still be alive. Yeah, he's kind of like the king of England, where it's just like, yeah, he's there and does some things, but doesn't really have a whole lot of power. Yeah. Uh, I do like that you said king of England, because I would have absolutely made the mistake of saying queen of England. It's so weird that she's not around anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> it's one of like one of my coworkers mentioned this and i was like when she first died and like it's just like yeah she was like always like ever present i did mention it's like eh, she's probably like racist <laughs> and he's like yeah you're probably right but also it's just like whenever something bad happened she was always there and like to address it like calmly and it's just like it's like yeah i, I get that she was I, like I ever see. president she yeah was, and it's just weird that she's not around anymore yeah i know the irish had a, a field day with it which God bless the Irish. The only country in Europe, really, that is supporting Palestine. So thank God for the Irish. Mm -hmm. They remember what happened. Yeah. And also, like, now that you mentioned the Irish and, like, uh, obviously, like, like the Irish Republican Army is comparable to, like, what's going on. Like, to talk about terrorism, acts of terrorism are not inherently bad. Uh, Yes, it is a tool in the shed. It's the target that really determines. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... 9-11, 9-11, bad, because it killed civilians, but, like, what the Weather Underground did is just, like, yeah, not as bad, because based. they didn't actually hurt anyone, except for themselves one time, by accident. I'm not gonna say who, but I had a professor in college who was, uh, part of the Weather Underground. Yeah, yeah like, multiple, like, Weather Underground members have become college professors. If you don't know who the Re- Weather Underground was, they were a far-left, uh, terrorist group, yeah. and when I say terrorist group, I mean legit they were a terrorist group who did a lot of bombings but they They bombed the capital yeah but they made sure not to hurt anyone they were always bombed places after like everyone had gone home yeah i remember doing a report on it and i believe the only like person who even really felt it was like a security guard who just like felt the shaking i don't believe he was injured yeah like and the only people who did get injured like i mentioned were weather underground members because they fucked up on one making one and they blew themselves up yeah but, uh, yeah, so, like, and if you want to get, like, even more technical, the Founding Fathers of America, they were terrorists. True. Yeah, very much. Yeah, they, they like, what they did was terrorism. Luke like Skywalker? Terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, like, one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, and it's, like, oh, it's one of those things where it's just, like, it's a cliche, but it's, like, vic- history is written by the victors, which isn't even true as evidenced by, like, Lost Cause myth yeah. bu- bullshit and fucking Southern Holocaust denial and revisionism. Yep. Like, yeah, losers do frequently at least try and write history uh, and are and sometimes are more successful than other times. Yeah, there's a reason why in the West, Genghis Khan is still seen as, like, a fucking barbarian. <laughs> Whereas, like, you, Julius Caesar, who committed a genocide of his own, now that I'm thinking about yeah. it. It's one of those things where it's just, like, I saw, like, a... A video where it's just like like human culture over time and like different like civilizations and I didn't actually realize how big the Mongol Empire was. Oh yeah, I saw it. I was like, Jesus! Holy <laughs> shit! How are you in charge of that much stuff back then? Yep. 
And then it, like, broke apart into a bunch of smaller... Oh, yeah, because it was never going to be sustained. Yeah, yeah no, that ter- turns out that's what happens with large empires, is it, you can- it's hard to manage large empires. Yeah, especially, like, when the person who put it together dies. Yeah, anyway, back to the topic at hand. True. All right. I feel like I lost track of where I was. Yeah, uh, we were like we were kind of in the modern day. We were we were uh, yeah. talking about Hamas, right? I do want to touch on Hamas. That was it. Uh, a lot of people have been bringing up uh, as justification for attacking Palestine uh, Hamas's 1987 charter. I believe it might have been 1988. Uh, because that one was batshit crazy, actually. That's the one that gets referenced when people say, like, their charter literally calls for the extermination of Jews. Because it did. Yeah, it's just like, mm, yeah, no, I'm not not contesting that Hamas is bad. Yeah. I'm just saying that killing civilians is also bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, mul- like, like, wars oftentimes don't have... Good don't, side. Good, yeah, don't have a good side. There's usually a bad side and a maybe not quite as bad side. Yep. Uh, Very like the only two times there was like a good side was World War Two and the American Civil War, where there was like an actual like, hey, this is this is about as close to good yeah, as we can get. Pretty much. Uh, the only reason I bring this up is because this plays into the dehumanization of Palestinians that has been going on in basically all forms of media, everywhere you look. Uh, every fucking celebrity you know, probably. Oh, yeah. There's uh, some that were disappointing. Mark Hamill, especially. Yeah. Fucking, like, God damn it, Mark. Yeah. Dude, I fucking want to like you, but dude, that was so off. Yeah. That was so off-putting. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the worst one was Justin Bieber posting a picture of uh, Gaza after it had been bombed and being and saying, I stand with Israel. And then people having to point out, that's Gaza. And then he deleted it and reposted it, but without the image and just saying, I stand with Israel. <laughs> Like, uh, there was another uh, there was another celebrity who did that. I forget her name, but she posted a picture of a, a crying child in like you know a bombed out area, uh, like horrifying. I stand with Israel, and then people pointed out Amy Schumer. Am I? I don't think so. She might have done. I think a lot of people have probably. Done. I think if you look up Israel Palestine uh, like horrifying images. It's probably going to be Palestinians who are the hurt ones. Yeah. Oh God, Amy Schumer. I I know like people don't like her, but I I don't really care that much. But I did see like one thing where like she apparently uh like was contracted to do voice acting for like some like indie animated series that someone is working on. I can't remember what it's called, but um they announced that they were gonna like not use her voice it anymore and she was like i was today i was fired for being jewish and the people had to be like no well everyone was like no you weren't fired for being jewish you're fired for supporting genocide and then like the people making it were just like we contracted her for one episode she recorded all her lines and she got paid so it's just like she wasn't even doing any more work she wasn't fired yeah we were just just cutting the stuff that has already been recorded she wasn't going to record any more stuff so she just lied yep uh, who else was it? There was another person after Amy Schumer that I wanted to bring up. I'm blanking. Uh, fucking Gal Gadot. Is yeah. that how you say her but last name? But she was, like, part, like, she was, like, in the IDF. IDF. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, that's, this is, like, that's just unsurprising. It's not surprising at all. 
It's just also she's showing, like, propaganda films about the fucking bullshit. Yep. Uh, anyway, but uh, back to my point, which is Palestinians are being dehumanized at every turn, everywhere you look, uh, on the internet, on TV, etc. So I do think it's important to note that Hamas did change their charter in 2017 to no longer include the fact that they uh, wanted to eradicate the Jewish people. That's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you took it out, but mm, uh, do you, you might still want that. <laughs> yeah, I just want to bring it up because people keep using the old charter as like a way to uh, dehumanize Palestinians when that's not even their current one. And I think even at the time when the original charter was adopted, a lot of people just said, this is fucking crazy. And uh, there was some bullshit surrounding it, I know. Uh, I should probably look into that on my own. Because yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's also just like, yeah, I agree, that's bad. Doesn't I, I agree that Hamas is bad already. Uh, yeah. My opinion is, is unchanged. Yeah, let's just be, at, let's stick to the facts and not dehumanize uh, the Palestinian people, please. Yeah. Uh, that was my only point regarding that. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, while I could just point to uh, any year, uh, in this whole time frame and just say, Hey, look, here's a, here's a fucking tragedy, uh, that Israel fucking did, uh, and killed fucking 50 civilians. But, uh, we can of course point out that over the past month or so, there's been a lot of hospital bombings, hasn't there? Yeah. You hear about those? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and as always, Israel has two tactics for claiming innocence in this. Blame it on Hamas or say there was a Hamas base there. Yep. And the third hidden tactic, human shields. Yeah. yeah. Which there, clearly justifies everything. There was a Hamas base in that child's skull. <laughs> <laughs> the Onion asks uh, the IDF to blow up their headquarters just in case there's a Hamas base there. Yeah. Uh, what's very funny is fucking uh official israeli twitter accounts will like post shit that they're going to do and then once they do it and see that it's getting a bad reaction they'll take it down and post another thing like that was hamas hamas did that sorry yeah nope uh we didn't do that yeah not us yeah and on the topic of propaganda because i feel like this is a good uh point to transition into the talk of propaganda um so the propaganda the Zionist propaganda is fucking absurd and confusing. Yep. Uh, like, I texted this to you, I think, like, either yesterday or the day before, but it's uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's son. And uh, this is from, like, a few years ago, but still. It's like, this one. The people of Israel are fighting for their democracy against the evil anti-Zionist, anti-Jewish, totalitarian deep state in the country oh, yeah, that works hand-in-hand hand with the Israeli media, which is a Soviet, pro-Palestinian, communist, brainwashing propaganda machine. Which is just... Uh, some of that is definitely just buzzwords to trigger the some of those were Some of those were definitely words. Yes. Here's another one from, like, uh, a bit under a year before that. Because that last one was in uh, 2020. This one's from 2019. How come most of the globalist New World Order elite powerful men are also pedophiles? Which, it's one of those things where just like, this is in service of 
of being Zionist, but also he's just using very stereotypically anti-Semitic canards. Yep. Globalist, uh, New World Order. Um, the pedophiles thing is that it definitely harkens back to blood libel to some extent, which yep. is anti-Semitic. It's just so weird how Zionists are co-opting blatantly anti-Semitic rhetoric in service of pushing a... Uh, for lack of a better term, a Jewish agenda. Because I don't, I obviously, again, we are not anti-Semites. Fuck anti-Semites. Fuck anti-Semitism. Fuck Nazis. Fuck neo-Nazis. Fuck Nazi sympathizers. All of them are assholes and go yeah. rot in a hole. <laughs> fuck them. Eat them for a stew. Yeah. And then, like, he posted another one. I think this might have been on Facebook. I don't use, the, I, I only use Twitter. I don't use any other form of social media. But he's, like, actively using, like, the happy merchant just like posting like George Soros's face over it and other like oh god yeah and like other Jewish individuals who I'm not entirely sure who they are one might be Noah uh, Yuval Noah Harari who I know is like a frequent like boogeyman from uh, against like the, in the uh, anti new world order conspiracy theorist world because he works with like the WEF yep which uh, is, uh, the World Economic Forum does suck, by the way. Yeah, it sucks, but for different reasons. Yes, it, not don't, because it's Jewish. Yeah, not because not because they're Jewish, not because they want to make us own nothing. Because it's a tool of imperialism. Yeah, please. and also, yeah, they're, they're a bunch of rich people who want to pretend that they're doing something when they're not. Yep. They write a bunch of articles about how, hey, here's here's a way to fix this problem, but we're not going to do anything. Yeah, fuck you. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's just like use, use, literally using a, like the most like obvious anti-Semitic like caricature, caricature, eh, can't talk, to push the Zionist message. It's just yeah. so fucking confusing. It like, and so it, and it's yeah, and this is worth mentioning. It's like anti-Zionism also hurts Jewish people. Both because again, it's it. You mean re- Zionism also hurts Jewish people? Is that what you said? Anti-Zionism. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, Zionism also hurts Jewish people in in both that it co-ops anti-Semitic uh, rhetoric, uh, which is a problem in and of itself, and also because it imp- it emboldens anti-Semites. Yeah. So. It yeah. must really suck to be one of the like, ten uh, Israeli, like actual leftists. Yeah. They don't have a strong left. It's a lot like us. And then they're also dealing with uh, the literal, like, concurrent genocide happening. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's just like, oh, everyone doesn't like me, but for, but for weird and confusing reasons. Yeah, like, uh, Godspeed to you guys. Good luck dismantling the settler colonial state. Yeah. <sighs> uh, good times. Good yeah. times. And, and, and some of, like, the the um the like propaganda is just so fucking absurd and it's just like how does anyone believe this like another thing i sent to you the fentanyl yeah the, the, the fentanyl filled rockets it's just like no no that's not a thing that's real that doesn't exist yeah i'm gonna be honest that sounds like a waste of bombs yeah and fentanyl yeah Wait, why would you just fucking shove fentanyl in there yeah i don't know how that would work uh, for one thing, maybe it can. I don't know, but also, I don't think they're probably experimenting with new technology when they probably have like a hundredth of the bombs Israel has. Yeah, and uh, zero de- defensive capabilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, 
Uh, another thing that happened just today, which I, I meant to text you earlier and then I forgot, is uh, apparently they ch they bombed, Israel bombed this house, like a child's bedroom, and then they were just like, oh, we found a copy of Mein Kampf in this child's bedroom. <laughs> and like, the, and they like held like a, a, like a copy of Mein Kampf and it, it looks pristine, like it just got bought. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, how are you going to find any book in a fucking bombed out room yeah and it's one of those things where it's just like it doesn't matter yeah that anyway. would still just be a child i don't care what books the child was, yeah well i like, do care what books the child was reading but not in the sense that it justifies what you did yeah it's just like you can like and again i'm like i was gonna say this but i want to preface it with i don't condone violence like beating up a kkk member is cool but don't beat up like the child of a kkk member because it's like yeah they're being indoctrinated year old yeah it's just like yeah it's just like you should try and educate them because clearly they're being brainwashed yeah like don't kick the shit out of the eight-year-old yeah try and try and help them yeah and that's e we're even just engaging with the point which we shouldn't like that that was obviously staged that was obviously planted yeah and it's just like it's it's just so ridiculous, and it's it, just it gets worse every time. Yeah, and it also, really does. And I also hate like because like Israel was using white phosphorus on in Gaza, and I hate people going like, well, they, like it's also used for marking things. It's like yes, but Gaza. What are like, they currently using it for? Yeah, and it's also one of those things where it's like Gaza is one of the most densely populated places on the planet. There's, you're not using it to mark stuff and not also hurting someone. Yeah. What do you think they're marking, buddy? Yeah. It's just like, no. It's, people are definitely being affected by that. I, I, I love this modern world of ours. Yeah. We're uh, truly on the blessed timeline. The past, like, six years have very much been a, I really wish I wasn't living through a major world event right now, or yeah. major historical event right now. God, Lenin, please come back. Do something about this. Yeah, but, um, so, so what, what's our, like, our, like, proposed end goal? to like this problem like what do we what would we want to what see what would our solution be to israel palestine because i know like you've told me what yours is i would l like to see a two-state solution or at least like as like a starting point like go, go back to like the 1960s borders and we'll start with that and maybe we can keep that i don't know how feasible that is probably not it's very not. much it's not just with the way that diplomacy works it's not feasible because israel is like a colony for the west it's their uh base of power so they're always going to support it over palestine who's just going to get shafted and in, it, it'll happen again basically mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's, that, an, that's my thought yeah, you were saying like with the west thing that's another thing i noticed is like most people seem to not be very cool with israel but pretty much every politician is yes it's like it doesn't matter. Like this is like a nonpartisan thing. It's just like it doesn't matter. So it's like it really just doesn't matter. And this is why representative yeah. democracy is not fantastic. Yep. Let's go to pure democracy, direct or, democracy, or at least get let's get a little bit closer to that. Yeah, like please, something. Uh, my ideal solution. Well start out with uh probably get that ceasefire let's uh yeah of course that's that's step number one is like stop stop fighting yep ideally uh 
a one-state solution under Palestine, but not Hamas, is like the ideal. Yeah, it's like, uh, which yeah, it's is like, yeah, let's we can destroy Hamas. That, uh, like if we do that in the process, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, like in the same way that I would be cool with um, uh, the Azov Battalion and the Wagner Group uh, destroying each other in a battle. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> hey, let's. Yeah, <laughs> hey, here's. Like we'll put the rest of the of that con of the UCLA Ukrainian war on hold and just take these two groups yeah. and have them fight it out for just a while. Just ship them off to and Antarctica. And then we kill the winner. Yeah, and then ship we them can... off to Antarctica uh, and leave them there. Yeah, and then and then the rest can pick up and hopefully Russia would lose. Yeah, uh, but ideally a one-state solution under Palestine, uh, because so long as there is an Israeli state. Uh, they will always be the dominant uh, member, even if they are the smaller one, just because uh, this is a contentious issue, but I don't think it is wrong to say that uh, Israeli people are more white than Palestinian people, at least in the eyes of the West. And I don't want to get into, like, the fucking racial dynamics of it because holy shit i yeah, don't it's, even know it's one of those things there is like i don't even understand it i like ra- white nationalists like to say that jewish people aren't white yeah like and, and it's just one of those things where it's just like like race race is a social construct it's a so social construct it's a social construct please don't kill me for not knowing if uh jewish people are white or not today yeah, it's just like well Ashkenazi is both a ethnic group and a religious denomination i'm like i i don't care i don't know these are these are superfluous details just yeah. stop killing civilians please but it will always be a western base of power in the region so so long as it exists uh there will always be conflict where they will take over palestine basically uh that's just how it would happen so the idealistic but realistic vision for me is one state under palestine but no discrimination yeah. uh palestinians get their homes back from the fucking new yorker who whose like grandmother was yeah. uh an israeli who took it from him yeah and it's one of those things where it's just like uh, like i said i would like to see like let's go back to the 1960s borders for a start and then work from there but obviously it's just like that's way easier said than done yeah like Uh, mine is definitely an end goal and it's gonna take a lot of work to get there uh the main thing in regards to israel palestine that uh leftists communists the marxists the anarchists the looters the main thing we need to be doing uh is protesting and trying to keep uh our government from interfering yeah which is a tall order because our government doesn't listen to us. Yeah. Realistically, what we need to do is rebuild the anti-war movement of the Vietnam era. Yeah. And, and it's also just like, and this applies to other things too, like particularly like America with like taking Native Americans' lands. It's just like, yeah, that was fucked up. But also it's just like, it's hard to like fix that since like so long has passed. And it's just like, are we going to kick out people who live in like, like, like cities now? to like return land it's just like we should do something to make amends for this horrible atrocity but it's also just like do we want to how do we do that without hurting people who are benefiting from this horrible atrocity but are not at all responsible for it yeah i'm not i don't know a lot about land back 
as uh, like its finer details. But um, the the basic principle would be political power in the hands of uh, you know the people who was taken from yeah. respecting their lands, uh, like not deporting people yeah. or anything like that, but rather uh, you know they should probably have control over the Dakota Access Pipeline and whether or not it should exist. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, yes, we should, like, do something to make amends for shit that's yes. happened, but it's hard to do that without hurting people who are not responsible for that, but are, are benefiting from it. Yeah, it, it's always complicated issues. You don't want to hurt anybody, but sometimes in a situation like this, uh, I'm actually going to do something weird and compare it to, like, climate change. Uh, or more specifically, America's consumption of products. Yeah. Consumerism. Yeah. Ideally, we could solve climate change just by, like, destroying the corporations that are fucking dumping oil into the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Ideally. But American consumption is fucking horrible. And that has to be dealt with as well. We can't continue living the same lives. We have to all accept a drop in our... Uh, life standards as a result uh just as an example americans eat a lot of meat mm -hmm. uh how do we get this meat uh well large swaths of the amazon rainforest are cut down to make room for cattle ranching yep it really hurts the environment not to mention uh vegan aspects which don't want to get too into that but those are also very you know mm -hmm. those are valid criticisms as well uh, we need to cut back on our production and consumption. Yeah, this is why I'm I'm in fa one of the reasons why I'm in favor favor of lab grown meat. So yes, that, that solves at least part of that problem. I I can't think of a good parallel for uh, land back to that, but my point being, yes, maybe in the pursuit of justice in the case of land back, uh, there will be a hit to like I don't know maybe it would just be like taxes go up so we can yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not it's, an expert. Yeah, it's hard. And it's it's hard to make amends for something for people who are suffering from a long something that happened a long time ago, but it, like the effects are still lingering, yeah. without also hurting people who were not responsible for that, but are yeah. benefiting from it. My my point is... Because so like, like, we're white people. We've benefited yes, from colonialism and yes. imperialism, but it's just like... Uh, it's a settler colonial but, yeah, state. Yeah, but should we be kicked out of our houses to, to like, and give them to Native American people? I'd it's rather like, not be kicked out. Yeah, it's just like it's just like I didn't do that, and I'm against it. But it's like I I shouldn't. I don't think I should be kicked I, out. of my I house. think in the pursuit of justice, we can be expected to like accept a few like. All right, yeah. In fairness, because of how we benefit. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be we can give those. Up. Yeah, I, I'd be perfectly fine with paying more taxes and be well. I counterpoint i would say i'm in, i'm in favor of raising taxes on billionaires i think i don't they know should I, pay for it first i yes. don't know if i told you this but i have this idea it's just like hey for like 10 years let's just not tax the middle and lower class people and then tax the fuck out of billionaires yeah we can do that we can just do that just let, let's say five years let's do that uh unfortunately we would never do that because <laughs> liberal democracy is great yeah well, it's better than what Ben Shapiro wants, illiberal democracy. Yeah. Uh, which is fascism. <laughs> yeah. It's just fascism. 
Oh, that seems like a good way to bring up the other thing you wanted to talk about, Project 2025. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is not related to Zionism. I didn't have a whole lot prepared because I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot like this, Jake. Oh, I thought you said at the start of this that you wanted well, to talk about it. Well, I mean, I wanted to bring it up briefly, but... Uh, oh, okay. We don't have to, then. Yeah, I, we... can, I can talk about it a bit. Okay. So, um... So... Yeah, give me a minute while I take it up. I might just read off of Wikipedia because I don't... Actually, let me read off of their website because they just have a website. Um, yeah. Bill... This is the website we post our evil plans on. Yeah, so here's just the homepage of their website. Building now for a conservative victory through policy, personnel, and training. It is not enough for conservatives to win elections. If we are going to rescue the country from the grip of the radical left... Left is capitalized, by the way. Good. We need both a governing agenda and the right people in place, ready to carry this agenda out on day one of the next conservative administration. This is the goal of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. The project will build on four pillars that will collectively pave the way for an effective conservative administration. And then there's a more about thing, which, uh... Okay, it's not super long. I'll just read this page. Uh... The actions of liberal politicians in Washington, again, and I want, we want to make it clear, liberals and leftists are not the same. Absolutely not. Don't lump us in. I will find you. Yeah, we, we kind of covered this in our one of our Mussolini episodes. It's like where the left was like constantly telling the liberals, hey, hey, d like, don't associate with this Mussolini guy. He's bad news. Yeah. And the liberals are like, N no, we're going to... We're going to do it. We're going to kick this communist that got attacked by the fascists out instead of kicking the fascists that attacked him out. Sorry. And then Luigi Factor just being like, I know that he's plotting to take over the country, but I'm going to do nothing about it until yeah. the last minute. Woo! Uh, yeah, the actions of liberal politicians in Washington have created a desperate need and unique opportunity for conservatives to start undoing the damage the left has wrought and build a better country for all Americans in 2025. It is not enough for conservatives to win elections. Okay, yeah, this, uh... Oh, yeah, we already read that bit. Uh, this is the goal of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. The pro Oh, no, I, I read that, too. Uh... Okay, collectively pave the way for an effective conservative administration. A policy agenda, personnel, training, and a 180-day playbook. The project is the effort of a broad coalition, and there's a link there, but I'm not going to click it, at least not yet, of conservative organizations that have come together to ensure a successful administration begins in January 2025 with the right conservative policy recommendations and properly vetted and trained personnel to implement them. We will take back our government. The 2025 Presidential Transition Project is or being organized by the Heritage Foundation, yeah. who are awful, and builds off of Heritage Heritage's longstanding Mandate for Leadership, which has been highly influential for presidential administrations since the Reagan era. And and this is another thing I learned about when I mentioned like the CIA might run the Heritage Foundation. There's another group that's associated with them, the, Sen the Christ National... Oh, God, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like Christian, National Christian Board or some shit like that. National Christian Alliance and, or something. And they're like a really secretive group that basically selects Republican nominees for president, and it's so fucked up. Good. Good. And at first they did, like, and like lots of like Trump's like slogans like lock her up were just like 
made by this group. And, the, and like, Ted Cruz was going to use them, then Ted Cruz lost, so they were just like, hey, Trump, you're going to use these now. So he didn't even come up with lots of his slogans. Good to know. Yeah. Thank God. Because he's an uncreative hack. Uh... Yeah. Most recently, the Trump administration relied heavily on Heritage's mandate for, for policy guidance, embracing nearly two-thirds of Heritage's proposals within just one year in office. Paul Dans, former chief of staff at the Office of Personnel Management during the Trump administration, serves as the director of the 2025 Presidential Transition Project. Spencer Crichton, or Cretchen? I don't know. Firmer, Quite, probably, I, think. I don't. I don't care enough. I. I who, who cares? If, if, if someone wants to correct me, I'll correct myself, and say it right. But I'm not bo gonna bother myself with looking up the actual pronunciation. Yeah. Former specialist, special assistant to the president and associate director of presidential personnel, serves as associate director of the project. And uh, yeah, I know they have like an actual document somewhere, but uh, to summarize, playbook. Though, Let's see. Is it under here? I'll summarize very quickly before you go into the finer details, uh, if you can find them. Uh, they want to staff, like, basically every position with a Republican. Yeah, like, all, all the parts of the executive branch. Because, like, yep. the executive, like, we, we learn in school, like, they, they tell us the executive branch is the president. And it's a little, it's more complicated than that. He's yeah. obviously, like, head of the executive branch, but he, like... Like, uh, there's, like, different, like, administrations yeah. that, are, like, he appoints positions to, but, like... Like, some of them are like, this is supposed to be not political or whatever. I I didn't study civics in college, <laughs> but you get the idea. It's it's more complicated than that. But they basically, this is one of the uh, main tenets that this idea, this project is based on, is this idea of, uh, what's the term for it? There's there's a term for it. Fascism. No, that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, unitary executive theory. Basically yes. that the president has total control over the executive branch. Yep. And, yeah, and I mean, and rest assured, this will definitely extend to other branches, because remember when, like, uh, when, uh, what, what's his name, uh, who was that Supreme Court justice? The I like beer guy. Uh, oh, I like Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> that's, that's how I remember the, uh, I, I like, like beer. Do you like beer? <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> um, he was like, I'm just, like, I think... He says he was basically just going to do whatever Trump tells him. And it's like, that's bad for multiple reasons. That's a sound legal theory you got there. Yeah. Uh, Be a shame if I liked beer. Yeah, but uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm just going to go through the overview section on uh, the Wikipedia page for 2025. Because, again, I was not prepared to talk about this. I thought we were just going to talk about Zionism. Yeah, I under I misunderstood what you said at the Yeah, start. no, I just wanted to bring that up. Just but cause... I will tie it back. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try and summarize this as quick as possible. Uh, so, again, they're going to expand the presidential powers uh, under the, like, idea of unitary executive theory. Uh, so they would eliminate the independence of the Department of Justice, the Federal Communications Commission, and the Federal Trade Commission. So the DOJ, FCC, and FTC um, would basically, they would no longer operate on their own. The president would control them. Oh man, sounds good. Which is, yay! Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and th this isn't, like, new to Trump. Like, other presidents have like tried to do this or have had people who have wanted to do this um 
I, I think uh, it does mention 9-11 here, so it doesn't look like Bush probably tried to do this. Uh, yeah, let's see. Donald Trump, the frontrunner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, stated in 2019 that Article 2 of the United States Constitution granted him the, quote, right to do whatever as president, unquote, as common claim made by supporters of unitary executive theory. Or a common claim made, yeah. A similar remark was echoed in 2018 when he claimed he could fire special counsel Robert Mueller. Good, good. Yeah. In November 2023, the Washington Post reported that deploying the military for domestic law enforcement under the Insurrection Act would be an immediate priority upon a second Trump inauguration in 2025, which it, it fucking pisses me off so much because I, I think I've mentioned I'm like, I explore the conspiracy theory world quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It pierces me off that for fucking decades... They were constantly talking about how martial law was about to be instituted. It's like, uh, Y2K, hey, Vietnam, martial law is going to be instituted. Y2K, martial law is going to be instituted. 9-11, martial law is going to be instituted. Obama is going to institute martial law and bring in the Islamic Caliphate. Uh, martial law, martial law, it's, it's right around the corner for fucking decades. And mm -hmm. then there's like, if Trump does martial law, it's, it's perfectly cool. Yep, no, that's cool and based, actually. Yeah, like, uh, I've mentioned listening to Knowledge Fight before on this podcast. I, one episode they were talking about, like, Alex Jones got drunk on air and basically got fucking infuriated that Trump was not declaring martial law. And he, he straight up said that Trump should execute Order 66. <laughs> Which, I mean, let I won't talk about that for a second. This is an aside. And by aside, I'm gonna, I mean, it's a, gonna be a monologue. <laughs> uh... Let's let's think about that for a minute. Palpatine is effectively a globalist in, in Alex's like if we take Alex's conception of a globalist. Globalists, they run the banks, they run they uh, control both sides of every war, all in service of gaining power. He literally did control both sides of a war. Yeah, in, in Star Wars, Emperor Palpatine did. And if you watch the Clone War series, there's literally a story arc which predominantly serves to flesh out how fucked up Padme and Anakin Skywalker's relationship is, but... There's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great because at one point Padme straight up says that she's not happy in this marriage anymore. I'm like, good, run away, leave. Please. <laughs> and then that doesn't happen, but um, uh, but it, like, underlying it, the political part is that there's, like, issues with, like, the banking clans, because obviously in episode two we see that the banking clans are on, like, the separatist sides, but obviously yeah. they're funding both sides because banks um... Uh, and, and I know that's like, that gets tied into like anti-Semitic rhetoric of, oh, the Jewish bankers, but like, uh, I don't want to make sure, again, we're not anti-Semites, fuck anti-Semites. We're, anti we're just bringing up a comparison yeah. there. But, um, yeah, and the story arc ends, like, aside from like the whole relationship with Anakin and Padme, it ends with Palpatine taking control of the banks. Hmm. Uh, like and also like another thing that globalists do in Alex's conception is they stage false flags. That he d Palpatine did that at one point because like there's one story arc where it's just like oh the separatists and the republic are gonna uh, do peace talks now and potentially end the war and then Grievous attacks under orders from Palpatine attacks Coruscant to disrupt this. Yep. And then kills one one of the separatist politicians or has her killed. Uh, who was, like, advocating for the peace talks, who was Padme's friend. Good times, really. Yeah, so it's just like... Uh, it's a good comparison, honestly. Yeah, so, so Alex was basically comparing, ask, telling Trump, comparing Trump to 
what is effectively a globalist to do the thing where the said globalist kills all the good guys who are the only people who can who can stop him so he can seize ultimate power. Yep. And Trump is somehow the good guy in this scenario. Yeah. Order 60. I mean it's an apt comparison, yeah. I guess. Yeah, but it was but like he was just like if Trump declares martial law, he'll undo that. It's like but your whole thing for years you've been saying that once a martial law is instituted, that's it. That's never yep. going away. But if Trump does it, it'll be good for some reason. Yep. And that, and that's just so you know, it's like, the right has no principles. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, back to Project 2025. We're almost at an hour and a half, so we're, oh, I'm yeah. going to try and wrap this up a little bit. I'll stay silent, you finish that up, and then I'll wrap it all yeah, together. Yeah, so the, uh, the, insert, the deploying the military under the Insurrection Act was, uh, this aspect of the plan was being led by Jeffrey Clark, a Trump co-defendant in the Georgia election, election racketeering prosecution and an unnamed co-conspirator co-conspirator in the federal prosecution of Trump for alleged election obstruction. Uh, the plan also includes dis directing the Justice Department to pursue those Trump con considers disloyal or political adversaries. So basically just kicking out anyone who is, doesn't like Trump. A purge. Yep. Yep. So, so basically Order 66. Yeah. So, it so my, my aside became relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, personnel. Uh, Project 2025 establishes a personnel database shaped by the ideology of Trump. Throughout his presidency, Trump was accused of removing individuals who he considered disloyal, uh, such as former Attorney General William Barr. Yeah, Barr. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the final year of his presidency, uh, White House Presidential Personnel Office employees James Bacon and John McEntry, or McKenty. Uh, developed a questionnaire to test potential government employees on their commitment to Trumpism. They joined the project in May 2023. Uh, project 2025 is aligned with Trump's plan to fire more government employees than, allo than allocated to the president using Schedule F, a job classification established by Trump and an executive order in July 2020. Although the, although the classification was rescinded by Joe Biden, Trump has previously stated that he intends to restore it. The Heritage Foundation plans on having 20,000 personnel in its database by the end of 2024. Russell Vaught, a former Trump administration official who heads the Center for Renewing America, stated that the project's goal of removing federal workers would be, quote, a wrecking ball for the administrative state, end quote. Climate policy. Uh, project 2025 does not provide strategies for reducing greenhouse gas emissions responsible for climate change. I could probably end it there. Yeah. But there's there's more stuff to be said. Yeah. Uh, Some highlights. Yeah. Should suggest that we should use more natural gas. I mean, natural gas is better than, like, coal, but still not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imp repeal, uh, the project includes repealing the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, cool. Let's see. Yeah, here... Yeah, here we go. Here's the part that that pisses me off the most. The blueprint supports Arctic drilling and declaring that the federal government has a has an, quote, obligation to develop vast oil and gas and coal resources, end quote. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That that part pisses me off so much because yeah. 
all of these like the right is so much oh small government the government shouldn't be do doesn't doesn't is not responsible for taking care of people's health care they don't have a duty to make sure that americans are fed but then they say oh they have a duty to make sure that we have a lot of fucking coal and oil they have a duty to make sure we can't go outside and breathe. they have a du- they have a duty to line oil magnates pockets but not make sure people have houses yeah we need some new oil barons you know where's the part where they just give them fucking noble titles at this point yeah that, that's the part that pissed me off the most when i first read that i'm like fucking really yeah. you think it's a duty for us to get oil and coal but not a duty for the government to take just make sure people can survive it's great this is a good country i was so fucking pissed off by that all right you ready uh or do you yeah, have there's, uh... a, there's a little bit more uh yeah Four of the top authors of the report have publicly engaged in climate change denial, so yay. Woo. Yeah. Uh, here we go. I think, uh, no, there's uh, two more sections, but they're both relatively short. Uh, okay. The next one, LGBTQ plus rights and pornography. Don't even need to say anything. I know what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm just going to read this quote from uh, from the from Kevin Roberts, who I believe is, it says President Kevin Roberts, so I think he's president of the Heritage Foundation. Quote, Children suffer the toxic normalization of transgenderism with drag queens and pornography invading their school libraries. Pornography, manifested in today, today in the omnipresent propagation of trans- transgender ideology and sexualization of children, is not a political Gordian knot inextricably binding up disparate claims about free speech, property rights, sexual liber- liberation, and child welfare. It has no claim to First Amendment protection. What the fuck? Yeah, Roberts goes on to claim that those who produce and distribute child pornography, not child pornography, just pornography, and LGBTQ plus content are, quote, are child predators and misogynistic exploiters of women, end quote. Don't fucking pretend that, pretend that you care about women, Roberts. Yeah, come on. And Be should face jail time. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's about all you need to know about that. And then the final section which is the sort of section, census citizenship question. The project seeks to revive to revive a Trump administration effort to include a question of whether an individual counted in the decennial census is a U.S. citizen. The census population count is used to reapportion congre- congressional seats and the Electoral College. The Trump administration publicly argued that it wanted the new question to prevent racial and language discrimination under the Voting Rights Act an argument the Supreme Court found to be contrived in rejecting the question for the 2020 census. The 14th Amendment to the Constitution states that the congressional appointment figures must include the, quote, whole number of persons in each state, rather than citizens. (sighs) And Um, so, yeah, super fucked up. Yeah. All right, are you ready? Are you ready for me to tie it all together? Sure. How many of you would recall, oh, this was around August? I don't know, a lot of stuff happened in August. Yeah. Uh, in Israel, you might recall that there were some, uh, some pro-democracy protests. No, I don't remember that, honestly. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Israelis were protesting for democracy because the Netanyahus were trying to, uh, Clamp down on the dude, uh, the judiciary. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that the protesters were great. Uh, they weren't. In fact, uh, they were 
very much criticized for. Uh, hold on, there was a quote I saw just now. Here's a quote from a uh, Palestinian. It's so ironic that they're talking and protesting for democracy while at the same time it's been a dictatorship for Palestinians <laughs> for 75 years. Uh, and that was Diana, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, so forgive me, Butu. Uh, how do you spell it? B -O, is it B-U-T-T-U. B-U... Oh, B-U-T-T-U. Okay. I thought I thought, I thought you said something different. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm saying it uh, Budu or Butu. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. It's one of those things where it's just like, I don't care enough to look into it, but if someone wants to correct me, yeah. go ahead. Please do correct me on this one. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so this was a, a pro-democracy protest in Israel, but I want to draw a comp comparison to Project 2025, as these are both recent... Uh, plans or attempts at trying to centralize control and authority in uh, a government in a rather fascistic way, I would say. Yeah. Uh, which speaks to the rising trends among the right wing in general of just authoritarianism and uh, tyrannical control. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that the right wing has ever actually ever truly been like the libertarian movement of their dreams but there is a difference it's trending trending away from even pretending really mm -hmm. and in regards to israel palestine specifically uh i can only see bad things to come from this uh i think it's going to get a lot worse for palestinians as a result of this increasing uh tyrannical control because well, the protesters might not care about Palestinians either. Uh, I'm pretty sure Netanyahu wants to kill them all. Yeah. And that's the problem, is that things will get worse before they get better. Things need to, like, reach a breaking point before people actually do stuff. Yeah. Because, like, people didn't start fighting the Nazis until they invaded Poland. And people knew... Uh, people didn't really know about the camps, but they knew that there was fucked up stuff going on in mm -hmm. Nazi Germany. Yeah. But it wasn't until, like, places started getting invaded that they were like, hey, we should do something about this. And yep. and today, that doesn't even seem like enough, because... <laughs> yeah, today, we there is a, a an actual genocide happening very visibly, uh, extremely visibly, in Palestine, and nobody cares yeah and that's and the problem is is that like like lots of people go oh we're, world war three is right around the corner and, and we're probably closer to world war three than ever before yeah but at the same time i don't think world war three is going to happen because so many people don't want world war three to happen they they're so content with not stirring up shit yeah in response to other people stirring up shit they're people today are so content to not stir up shit that we're willing to just completely not only let but support a genocide yeah like uh god god bless america yeah and also just on the topic of genocide i don't want to take away what's happening to the palestinians but just like on how like the, the american media reports shit no one said anything about the fucking rohingya genocide in myanmar yeah like the like cnn said like one thing about it and they were like yeah who cares? Yeah. Not news. But, but yeah, it's good to bring that up. Yeah, I, I just want to, because I remember, I I know you have problems with this guy, and I don't really watch this guy anymore, but I learned about this from fucking Phil DeFranco on YouTube. 
Yeah. He talked about it quite a bit, actually, about how fucked up it was. And I was That's like, That's good of him. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm glad you're talking about it, and like mainstream news outlets aren't. Because they're not white. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing is, like, lots of people who were, like, pro-Russia were just like, well, why didn't the news media talk about this genocide? I'm like, yeah, they should have. That doesn't make that, doesn't make this not bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, we should ask more of our news media. It's like, I don't yeah. like the news media. It just means that currently uh, U.S. interests are in uh, Ukraine. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Russian invasion is good just because we want to uh our government wants to support ukraine yeah. it doesn't mean that at all yeah speaking of myanmar like with the whole like military junta and oh, all yeah. that shit that i'm glad that the resistance time. groups are like actually doing very well that's good yeah they control like as much as like 70 percent of the country i believe that's really the good. major population centers are still under control of the military but like lots of like the lower ranks of the military are just like we're out Fuck it. Sure. We're, we're not... We don't want to be involved in this anymore. Bye. So, I'm glad at least that's good. Yeah. Anyway. I think... Things are fucked up. Yeah. I, I think we need World War Three so we can get to the sticks and rocks. Uh, I, re I really want to fight with sticks and rocks. There's, it's one of those things where it's just like... I, I don't want World War Three. But I know that things are going to keep getting worse, so I'd like it to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's... I, I, I'd rather, I, I want it to be like pulling off a band-aid. If we're going to get to World War Three, fucking let's get to it and not yeah. like beat around the bush anymore. I want to like put an end to this. The next great imperialist war. Yeah. I don't know. And, and also just like, I meant to bring this up earlier, but like with your whole like one state solution thing, I mean, ideally we want no states at all. Oh yes, that is... The ultimate idea. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate the ultimate conclusion is countries aren't a thing. Yeah. Like it, outside of like maybe like cultural borders and just like administrative regions. Yeah. But other than that, like, hey, like there's no like border enforcement. You can just go over here. Except for like 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 for legitimate reasons, like ecological reasons. Like, yes. hey, don't fucking transport animals. Hey, don't Do cut down the rainforest. Yeah. We've done enough of that. Yeah. But anyway, things are bad, but they've always, always been bad. Yeah, they're, and they're better than they than they were a long time ago, probably. Better than the '30s and '40s, at least. Yeah, that's actually kind of like touched upon a little bit. This like concept in the Talos Principle, like, ah. hey, new technologies like can be used to fuck up things, but also they make life better. Yeah, and, and it kind of ties this into like the idea of like Prometheus giving humans fire. Yeah. Go play the Talos Principle and the Talos Principle 2, because both are really good games. Ted Kaczynski was wrong. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> he thought technology bad, but actually, some good. Yeah, because, like, in the Talos Principle 2, there's, like, three figures that, you like, keep coming up. Uh, Prometheus, who keeps wanting to, like, give the, quote-unquote, humans, the robots. If you know, spoiler alert, there's robots in Talos, the Talos Principle 2, but... That's not really a spoiler, because that's, like, how it starts, is that there's robots, but that's, like, a spoiler for Talos Principle 1, kind of. But, um, right. Prometheus wants to give the robots more more stuff, 
more like technology. And then there's Pandora who wants who keeps telling him, No, the flame is bad. It was you'll get burned by it. And then there's Greek the mythology references. And then there's the Sphinx who just talks in riddles and doesn't really seem to want anything. And then there's Ted Kaczynski who's just bombing <laughs> shit. Yeah. But um Yeah. Yeah, th- things like every time someone talks about wanting to go to the past like live yeah. in the past remember things are, are better than they ever have been uh, no, and there don't. are and there are bad moments like now but generally things will always be improving yeah. there's always a trend to better in some ways yeah there will always be dips but ultimately like quality of life just around the world is is always trending upwards yep <sighs> Well, can we do a leftist revolution, please? Let's get it over with. Anyway, Let's have that be World War Three. Yeah, worldwide leftist revolution. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't want World War Three, but if it's going to happen, let's get it done with. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap up now because it's. We said we were gonna like try and keep it like to about an hour, and it's almost an hour and forty-five minutes. Good. And I don't want to edit this because honestly, it doesn't need a whole lot of editing. Yeah, no, this and was pretty also, fluid. And also, I don't want to... It takes me a long time to go through it again and edit, and I don't really want to do that. Fair. And I, I'm a busy person. If we had done this on Saturday, I might have done more editing today, but I'm not going to eh. do anything. I'm just going to upload it. Anyway, we we have we have a Twitter account. It's at, it's at HTLWW underscore pod on Twitter. Or it's X now, but I'm not going to call it X because fuck, fuck Elon Musk. Fuck them. Um, yeah, we have a... What else do we have? We have a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, uh, Patreon.com slash HowTheLeftWasOne. I think I don't think there's a pod in there. It's been so long since I checked yeah. it. Don't, I should actually check it. We probably don't have any patrons, but I should still I doubt check it. it. Don't, don't even bother donating yeah, don't, to us. Yeah, especially not since <laughs> the fucking gap in time. Yeah. It's not worth it. You won't get your money's worth. Yeah. Even if you're just doing it like a dollar for just because you like us, you won't get your money's worth. Yeah, no. I I will come to your house and personally like unsub you from yeah, my well, Patreon. Yeah, every month Jake will show up to your house and give you your one dollar back. Yeah. Which I guess that might be like a that's a tier reward. Yeah. Jake will show up and tell you to go fuck yourself for giving us money and give <laughs> you your money back. Yep. <laughs> Um, we also have a, uh, you can email us at, at, um, gmail.com at how the left was one pod, uh, at gmail. No, fuck. I forget how g- email addresses work. Damn it. I'm good at this. Yep. No, I'm not editing this out. Uh, it's <laughs> how the left was one pod at, uh, gmail.com. Uh, and yeah, that's gonna wrap it up. We're on Slapbook. Yeah, we're we're also on Slapbook as always. <laughs> yeah, I I still want to buy that domain and just like have it redirect to our Patreon and no one's gonna click it. But it's, it was like I think I told you it was like three thousand dollars yeah, or something. Which is it was fucking ludicrous. It was absurd. Nobody's going to type that in. Yeah, Slapbook.com. Anyway, um, that's gonna do it. Uh things are bad <laughs> but maybe one day they'll be better low energy ending uh lennon on three yeah uh yeah so anyway i've been mike i'm jake and this has been how the list was one goodbye everyone bye